Casey Weaver didn't always want to be a teacher. To be honest with you, I really didn't know what I wanted to do for a while growing up and even into college, I wasn't quite sure. But she did love history, which is why a little more than 10 years ago, she applied for a job at a school in Jacksonville, Florida. U.S. history, so 11th and 12th graders predominantly is who I taught. It wasn't a lifelong dream, but Casey says she did come to love teaching, even if the pay wasn't great. Nobody gets into teaching because you're going to make a lot of money because you know you're not going to. You get into it because you like the top, you, you like what you're doing, you care about what you're doing. She made it work, though, and for a while, too. I was a teacher for 12 years. I stuck it out for a while. <laughs> she wasn't the only one making it work during that time. Mark Zandi is the chief economist at Moody's Analytics. He says as late as 2019, early 2020, the American economy was doing pretty well. It was good. Uh, unemployment was very low. We had a 3.5% unemployment rate. It felt like wage growth was starting to pick up for a lot of workers. Uh, the stock market was very strong. Interest rates were low. House uh, the housing market was healthy. But those good economic times are not how we're likely to remember 2020. And tonight, the staggering loss on Wall Street. The Dow falling a record 2,000 points. Experiencing its largest point drop in history. More and more Americans are joining food lines and pouring into food banks. So March, April of 2020, was they were disastrous. We lost uh, 22 million jobs in those two months. Unemployment surged to... 15, 16 percent, probably higher than that appropriately measured. In other words, it felt like the floor was falling out of the economy. Casey was able to avoid the worst of that and hold on to her job. But that doesn't mean things were easy, especially not at first. I think we're working 12 hour days for about a week, just trying to get everything set up, which, you know, you got to do what you have to do to get everything set up to make sure that we're not failing the students and make sure we're setting them up for success. But she says eventually students adapted and so did she. After the ball got rolling and the kids got used to what the new normal was, I guess, for the rest of the school year. And once I got used to it, I actually enjoyed it a lot more. Now, teaching through a computer brings with it its own host of challenges, technical issues, students who have trouble focusing, to say nothing of the general stress of having to do your job while living through a global crisis. But Casey says in that time, she actually discovered something about her job that she didn't fully see before. For me, I think I've thrived a bit in that environment, which I know... Not everybody did, but I was one of the ones that did. And she says that's because working from home shined a light on exactly what she was missing when she was commuting into school every day. It was just better being at home where I could spend more time with family and my, my pups. So I enjoyed that a whole lot more. And it felt like I had more time to enjoy what I wanted to do while also still being present for the students and still teaching. While Casey's work-life balance was stabilizing towards the end of the school year, so too was the economy, at least compared to those disastrous early days. And that's because of government intervention, says Zandi. Made all the difference. I mean, that was key to keeping the economy together as well as it's kept together. He says that all started with the passing of a $2 trillion package of coronavirus relief measures. Tonight, with that massive bill now through the Senate and making its way through the House and eventually... You may remember the CARES Act, which passed in late March 2020. So just a few weeks after the, the pandemic hit with full force. And then there was a, a number of different legislative packages that were passed all the way through to the American Rescue Plan in the March of 2021. So that one-year period... Uh, lawmakers uh, provided over $5 trillion in support to the economy. That's 25% uh, of GDP. That's massive. I mean, it's double what was provided during the financial crisis to the economy. But trouble was on the horizon. So we've seen uh, inflation pick up here for lots of different reasons. 
and workers are saying, hey, you know, you got to pay me more to compensate for the fact that I got to pay a lot more to fill my gas tank. It's not just the gas that's getting more expensive. It's the car itself. And Zandi says that's because of a very important piece of technology that goes into nearly every modern car. Malaysia, uh, where a lot of chips, semiconductors are produced, those factories, they're shut down. They literally shut down. The, the government in Malaysia said, hey, you got to shut down because... We're getting a lot of people are getting sick. Savings up to eight thousand dollars. More offers at TorahofSantaFe.com. More than nine thousand miles away, Buddy Espinoza is feeling the effects. He's the general manager of Toyota of Santa Fe in New Mexico, and yes, he has his own local car dealership commercial catchphrase. At Toyota of Santa Fe, where you have a buddy in the business. Buddy's business has been strong in recent months, driven by the fact that regardless of what's happening with the global economy, people still need cars. Anytime that there's a shortage in and uh, supply and uh, a high demand, um, it drives the business for sure. But because of those supply chain tie-ups, new cars are in short supply, and they sell fast. But he says for the better part of a year, he's only had about six new cars on the lot at any given time. Almost all manufacturers right now are, are pre-selling inventory. Everything that's coming in is already sold. With new cars hard to find, that leaves many prospective car buyers with only one option, a used car. They're almost the price of new cars, um, in some cases more than new cars, and I don't foresee that going away anytime soon. And this all has ripple effects far beyond the car world, says Zandi. That kind of dynamic played out in uh, lots of markets uh, it, uh, to one degree or another. Uh, and so uh, the scrambled supply chains have been critical to the shortages and you know, the, the, the high prices we're observing right now. So while all that was happening for Casey, a new school year was starting and it looked a lot different from just a couple of months previous. There was this sense that, well, COVID's not really happening anymore. You have to, we're going to pretend like it's not an issue. What's more, she now had to teach kids in the classroom, plus those who were still dialing in remotely. Not just on the teachers, but the students as well, where you could see it, the, te- the students didn't know what to expect from one day to the next. Casey wasn't the only one going back to work either, so were parents. The number of parents that would send their kids to school when they knew their kids were sick because they didn't have daycare for them, or they didn't have an option, they didn't have anybody to watch their kid. That happened quite frequently. And for Casey and her colleagues, all of that equals burnout. We always called it the April feeling where you just need the end of the school year to eat here because you're worn out. It's been a long year, you're worn out. That April feeling came in September. So at the end of that school year, after her students made it through state testing, Casey quit her history teacher job. It came a point where 12 years later, I think I'm ready to just cut my losses and look, start looking out for more me in my future long term, rather than just living paycheck to paycheck. She's now a real estate agent. Sure, it's not as much history on a day-to-day basis, but it's been working out for her. I've already made this in two months this year, I made half my teacher salary for a year. So I think it's worked out pretty well for me. (laughs) I think I made the right choice. And it may be more than just money. In this case, it could be part of a larger renegotiation of our relationship with work. Remember those early days of the pandemic when Casey found herself with all that extra time? Well, now I can get home a little early to make sure I have time to cook or I can get home a little bit earlier to do things I want to do. I 100% think this was the right call for me. And for countless other Americans. Mike Dubusky, ABC News.